Hi there, I'm Lindsay Sparks, author of books that include Hidden Worlds and Twisted Myths. Welcome to my weekly Author's Notes podcast. Today is Sunday, uh, November 14th, and I would love to share some of my reflections from this past week with you. Okay, so uh, first off, I want to tell you about my uh, freebies, and I actually have a, some fun discounts this week. Um, so Echo and Time and Inkwitch are free, as usual. Uh, at all normal ebook retailers. Um, but I do have some audiobook fun little salesiness to tell you about. Uh, so Sacrifice of the Sinners, which is the prequel in the Atlantis Legacy, that audiobook is 99 cents on Chirp and Apple. And then Legacy of the Lost, so book one in the Atlantis Legacy series, uh, is $4.95 on Chirp and Apple. So you can get the prequel and the first book for under six bucks. Um, so these are the audiobooks, which is great, um, because those tend to be quite a bit more expensive. And that is for both of those more than a 50% discount. So yeah, fun. Definitely grab those if you're an audiobook person and you don't already have them. Um, okay. So my, uh, current project that I'm working on is still, and will continue to be for the foreseeable future. Song of Scarabs and Fallen Stars, which is the first book in the Fateless Trilogy, which is the third series in the Echo World, uh, after Echo, the Echo Trilogy and the Cat Dubois Chronicles. I am on chapter 30, which I will be starting tomorrow, and I am around 66,000 words into the second draft, and I have just reached the midpoint of the book. So it is still looking like it's going to be a long one. Um, I don't want to like jump the gun, but it definitely has the potential to be my longest individual book that I have written on my own. Um, I think some of the ending series books will still end up being longer, uh, but it might be longer than all of the books in the Echo Trilogy, which are pretty hefty. So right now it is at, at a normal uh, length of one of the cat books, and we're just about at the midpoint. So that's kind of fun for you and stressful for me because I have deadlines. <laughs> um, but it's okay. I still have, I think, I have a window of like four more weeks, I believe, in my calendar um, for being able to work on this draft. So I'm, I say this is the second draft, but it's really kind of like second draft and third draft because I... So I revised from my skeleton draft, which is my first draft, my dictating draft. And then I, so that's what I'm doing right now is I'm revising that into a novel, which more than doubles the word count. And then I uh, go back. So I'll usually I'll write like kind of like in chunks. So I'll revise I'll revise from skeleton draft to second draft in chunks. And then when I reach the end of like, uh, I don't, it's hard to say. It's not like the end of a scene. It's like, there's like segments. So it's not a whole act, uh, but it's kind of like a structural segment. I don't know how to describe it. It just, they just like seem like chunks to me, chunks of chapters. So I'll like get to a chapter that feels like a little mini arc. I'll get to the end and then I'll go back and I'll read through all of those ones that are in there because I know by the time I reach that end of that chunk, there's going to be certain little details that I need to go back and put into the chapters at the beginning of that chunk. So that's 
uh, been the process for this project, um, which is slightly different from previous projects, but I feel like every project is slightly different from previous projects. So yeah, hopefully that means it will be in a good place for beta readers in terms of like cohesiveness and not being too clunky. There are still a couple passes that I make after beta readers see the draft that I'm currently working on. And then it goes through my editor and a proofreader. So yeah, so there's still lots of work after this draft, but it's all to say, I think it'll be in a good place and it's going to be a thick one. So yeah. Okay. I am currently reading, well, reading, or I did read a couple books this week, which is new, uh, from the last few weeks, I think I've told you guys that I've been in kind of a reading dry spell, which is pretty normal for me when I'm in this like super intensive reading and re- or reading, writing and revising phase. So I did read Getting Real for the No Shelf Control podcast by Emma Chase. That was great. It's a contemporary romance, which is not my usual genre for reading, um, but we do read contemporary romance sometimes for that podcast. And um, I really enjoyed it. It was actually kind of perfect for the sort of book that I can read while I'm writing something that's so completely different from it. Um, it was a, like a doctor and a nurse romance, um, in a small town. It was really cute and sweet and, uh, funny. It was really funny, super sarcastic. And I liked, I really liked that. And then I read Rhapsodic, which is closer to my genre. So this is more like a new adult fantasy, um, uh, definitely like, uh, well, yeah, new adult fantasy, I would say. It is uh, by Laura Thalassa. Hopefully that's how you say your name, Laura. And I really enjoyed it. I read it for uh, my uh, Lindsay's Lovely Readers Facebook groups book club. Uh, and um, and, that, and now, well, I listened to it. So I read the audiobook and now I'm on the second book, which is a strange hymn. Um, uh, and I'm enjoying that as well. So this one's interesting. Well, I don't want to give you spoilers, but, um, there, I was kind of on the fence about something that was going to happen in song of scarabs and fallen stars, uh, near the end. And I, based on, not based on how I feel about what happened in this the first book and then how I'm feeling about the second book of this series, because I am really enjoying it, but it has definitely, I was like on the fence and now I've leaned one, one direction for sure. And, and in a funny way, it's kind of helped me figure out what the main romantic conflict is going to be in book two. Um, because I know that can be difficult when people already know who the couple is going to be. And this is, it is very much a time travel romance series. So, the romance is central to the plot of the whole series. And anyway, this has helped me solidify exactly what the romantic conflict is in uh, book two. And uh, yeah, so without giving anything away, uh, yeah, that's what this has helped me with. Uh, I am currently watching uh, Animal Kingdom season four, and I think there are currently five seasons out. Um, So yeah, it's still fun. Uh, fun show uh, about a uh, crime family. And then I am also in the middle of watching Jungle Cruise, uh, the Disney Plus movie, uh, which I am bringing up because uh, it is striking me as essentially 
the mummy, uh, but in the Amazon rainforest. <laughs> so, and like without, well, so far, uh, a mummy, but it is very similar. It even had like a ladder balancing on a library ladder scene at the beginning. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I'm curious to hear what other people think about that. I'll probably post about it in the reader group. As an avid mummy fan, and I'm talking 1999 mummy, not Tom Cruise mummy, whenever that movie came out. My high this week was uh, t- earlier today, actually, I read the second chapter of Song of Scarabs and Fallen Stars uh, when I was live in my reader group, Lindsay's Lovely Readers on Facebook. And it's a long one. My <laughs> voice was sore after that. Uh, but it was, I mean, I'm so excited about this book and it was so exciting to share that with, uh, the people who were there live and, uh, it is recorded. So you can go into the group and, uh, listen to it. And chapter one is, I read chapter one at the end of last month's live, uh, updates and both of those. So the October updates, which has chapter one at the end, and then the November updates, which I recorded today, which has chapter two at the end, are both pinned to the top in the group of the like featured posts. So like these are rough drafts, so they'll probably change a little bit by the time they reach the final book that comes out in March. Uh, but definitely uh, it will give you a good idea of what you're starting or what you're looking, going to be getting into with this book. Um, okay, so my low this week, uh, was falling short of the goal that I set for the week, which was a 20,000 word goal. So to advance in the manuscript, 20,000 words, I was at 50, I just passed the 50,000 word mark. Um, and so, uh, as I said earlier, I'm now, um, around the 66,000 word mark. So I'd got about 16,000 words. Uh, so I did not reach my 20,000 word goal, which is a bit of a bummer, but it, I also knew it was like a, you know, reaching for the stars goal, shoot for the moon. And not a huge bummer, but I didn't really have like a week of big lows. So that was the best I could come up with. Um, all right. My wacky Google searches this week, um, in the name of authoring, uh, so high acid, high tan and red wine. Um, I have decided that Tarset shares my tastes in wine. There's not too much about her that is um, similar to me, but I feel like all of my characters have just at least a little bit of me uh, in them. And uh, one of the elements of me that Tarset has in her is her love of big, chewy red wines that just make your tongue tingle. So... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about including that and just like writing about the wines that I like. <laughs> okay. When is fig season in Egypt? Um, that one, uh, I s- stuck in here, uh, because it, I think it really illustrates more of the difficulties of writing about, um, a place where I don't live and the ancient past when food, there wasn't this like gro- global, agricultural trade system. And so like you ate the food that you had grown locally or that you could get that was grown locally. And that was that. Uh, so I, um, have just been like describing all of these fresh fruits and stuff that Tarset is eating. And, 
I just realized I need to like look up and make sure that those would even be in season. Um, but thankfully it is, uh, end of spring, beginning of summer ish. Um, those are not the names of the seasons, obviously in ancient Egypt, there's three seasons. Um, but it is the end of Shemu. Um, or is it the beginning of Shemu? I can't remember, but I'm going to look it up right now. It is first month of Shemu. It's the beginning of Shemu. So that is like their summer dry season. I believe it is the harvest season, maybe, maybe not, but it is the dry season and I hope I'm not screwing that up. Um, this is something that I have to look up all the time. Definitely double check that if you are trying to like actually use factual information. Um, but it is currently fig season, the beginning of, or it would be in ancient times. Stock synonym, like S-T-A-L-K, like walking. Um, this is an example of a word that I am realizing that I am using a crap ton, um, in this book. So stock, uh, is now going right up there with, um, sprawling. I feel like that was one I mentioned a few weeks ago, sprawling, uh, and stock, uh, are getting used lots in this book. So I'm trying to figure out other ways to talk about the way that people are walking in this very stockish manner. Old Kingdom Egypt hair accessories. So I stuck this one in here because it, because uh, I wanted to talk about this, basically. Um, I got to just like totally go all out on describing tar sets, like primping and prepping and getting ready for a party in ancient Egypt. It's basically a whole chapter of her getting ready and maybe a little bit indulgent on my part. Um, but, oh, I got to do so much fun research and that probably slowed me down a little bit. Um, but I added some new pins to the series board on Pinterest. Um, and I found this like, I had read about this, um, diadem, um, but there's this beautiful, uh, like it's like little gold stars that are just like connected by these gold threads all kind of woven together. And it's like so dainty. Um, it's just so pretty, but you can see it on the, uh, on my uh, Pinterest board for the Fateless Trilogy. Um, if you are curious about it, but it was so fun. And then I, um, so I, I got to look, so I looked up like traditional stuff. I already knew like about bead net dresses. I have a good idea of, you know, what the people are generally looking like, um, and fashion and that kind of thing. Um, but I got to take that baseline and then kind of run with it and let Tarset do her own thing. Um, because she is going to this party where she wants to stand out as, you know, uh, Nezaret, a god of time. She's trying to like make a statement. And, um, so she's using some of her fashion, uh, sense from the future, uh, to like, wow, these people in the past. So that was really fun to do. And then the last one, uh, for my Google searches is Margoisms, the magicians. And, uh, this one I wanted to mention, uh, because a Margo is the greatest character in the magicians period. Um, but also, um, I, when I'm writing, I I feel like Kat did this a little bit. Um, and it's, it always bugged me, but I didn't change it. So it's like, oh, like grow a pair or just, you know, I don't know, like, like, 
I'm not, I'm not going to be able to think of it because I'm just like blank brain, of course. But, uh, Margo was great about like, God, what would she say uh, on the magicians? She would say some things like, um, ovary up or something like that instead of sack up. And so I loved that because it's like, yeah, women are strong, so strong. Uh, and it's frustrating when people are like, grow a pair of balls. Like, I don't need to grow a pair of balls. I have ovaries. Thanks. I have been feeling the urge to put that same sort of spirit into Tarset. And so I've had a chance uh, in a few chapters recently to be able to add some of that spinning on normal gendered sayings. So I'm very excited about that. Okay, this week's obsession is uh, the romance element of Song of Scarabs and Fallen Stars. I am so in love with these two, uh, Tarset and Atum. And they are really like the sexual tension is really high and it's just, oh, it's so juicy. I love it. I'm so excited for you guys to read it. Next week's goal, uh, I'm, I'm going to do it again. I mean, I, I didn't do it in the first place, so I'm going to try for it again. I'm trying again to get 20,000 more words into this uh, revision. So that would put me at, let's do math on the spot, um, 86,000 words um, by the next podcast. Uh, so we'll see. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. I think I should be able to do it. I have two. I just did my schedule for the week. I have two, two-ish hour work sessions every day, every single day, which is rare. Usually I have a couple things that I have to do in the afternoons or something. And I have a bonus when my mom is going to be here for one morning. So that'll give me another hour ish. Um, so I think, I think I should be able to do the 20 K this week. Um, but we'll see, but I'm trying for it. I'm going to go for it. Mm, Let's see if I can do it. Um, all right. And this week I am looking forward to not related to my books at all. Um, the wheel of time series, that uh, is going to be on Amazon Prime is airing. I think it's on November 19th. Maybe it's on the 18th. I think it's the 19th. Um, I feel like I've been looking it up enough that I am fairly certain that it's the 19th. And I am so excited. I have listened to those audiobooks so many times. And I'm also really excited. Rosamund Pike is who plays Moraine in the show. Um, she is they're doing a new audiobook. I don't know if they're having another male narrator also, um, because I know there's a female and ma- male narrator um, in the current audiobook for uh, The Eye of the World, I think is the first book. And anyway, she's doing it, but I, or she's redoing or doing a new version of the audiobook. And I'm curious to see if she's doing the whole series. I feel like I've talked about this before. Uh, anyway, that is it for me this week. Thank you so, so much for listening. I will be back next week to ramble some more. Until then, happy reading.